Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In pushing yourself to actually be productive and yeah. to, to have accountability, it can be tiring. Mm. So what do you actually do when you're tired of accountability mm. and productivity? Yeah. So make sure that within your circle, you actually have people that you can lean on that actually have fruit that's apparent in their garden. Mm. Some people have never harvested. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney. And we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about boundaries and doing the work. One of you amazing sisters asked us to talk more about what we mean when we say you have to do the work. And so what does it look like and what are the key aspects of doing the internal work of glowing up we've already told you that this journey of glowing and growing is not going to be easy but today we are going to break it down for you so first of all i'm excited very excited but also to all the sisters who are listeners of the podcast predominantly in terms of podcast platforms and stuff we apologize that there was no podcast episode up last week there was, however, a YouTube live stream, which you can definitely go and check out the replay of. Um, and seems like some of the sisters really liked it. Yeah. Us being live. And it was actually so nice getting to talk to you all. Yeah. Um, engage. You lot are funny. funny. You guys actually have jokes. We really funny. love it. Funny. And so, yeah, we might bring that back kind of now maybe and you might see it anyways so definitely head over (laughs) definitely head over to our youtube channel if you are listening to our beautiful voices um and you would like to listen to that replay it is up uh but today we are going to head into a dilemma and a very interesting one at that a sister is in need of help okay um, get the Batmobile. Oh dear. We're on call. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi girls. Hey. Firstly, I adore the podcast and binged it within a few weeks once I found it. And you have both inspired me so much to switch from procrastination into progress and be the main character in my own life. We are very grateful for that. Thank you so much. Um, the only area I feel I am really struggling in are my friendships. I'm nearly 30 and have over the past decades shrunk my friendship group as I feel naturally happens. Throughout this time though, I have had my one best friend and sister sister and I recently had to cut her out of my life. I suffered with a pretty heavy drug addiction from the ages of 16 to 20 which she supported me through. Wow that was really hard to say. (laughs) Which she supported me through and have been clean now coming up to nine years. Amazing. Um, However for my birthday earlier this year her boyfriend bought drugs into my home and was speaking about quote-unquote picking up in front of my African in-laws which caused some issues within my family dynamic. 
I found this disrespectful in so many ways. Firstly, it felt like a mockery of my sobriety, which I felt I worked so hard to achieve. Secondly, it crossed my boundary of no drugs in my home. And thirdly, a huge disrespect of my new family, my mother and my father. I explained all of this to her and I said I no longer felt comfortable having him in my home and she appeared to understand, but days later, she blocked me on everything. I respect that she isn't ready. Okay. I respect that she isn't ready to face the issues in her relationship and being held accountable may not be something she is ready for, but I am now so lost without having that sister bond. Mm. I feel that God has cleared my circle to help me further my purpose. And I'm hoping through that to cultivate new friendships, but I am struggling to shake the feeling of loneliness. Mm. I have a great family and an amazing husband, but it isn't the same as having a sister squad. Do you have any advice on how to make new friends or find new people to connect with at this age? Mm. Thank you girls so much. Wow. Sister, sister, sister girl. Mm. Yeah, this is a lot. Yeah. This is a lot. So firstly, nine years sober, sis. Honestly, honestly. Honestly. Well done. That's so beautiful. Well done. Man. On them drugs? <laughs> Sis, well done. Because that is not easy at all in any form of addiction. Mm. Um, especially something as addictive as um drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Secondly, your friend is trifling. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, to be honest, okay, your friend will come to her, her boyfriend. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to let you finish because the moment I heard that. You're... Okay, your best friend's boyfriend comes into your home knowing you've been nine years sober and brings the drugs in front of your family. Big boy disrespect. And the fact that I don't know specifically how you communicated to her that you were not comfortable with it and that you were no longer comfortable with him being in your home. I hope it, not even I hope, however you said it, whether you popped off or not, you were completely in the right because I think that is the height of disrespect height Height of disrespect to bring something that you know somebody is overcoming into their home in front of their family such an inappropriate setting to do such a thing and like you said it caused risks within your family Mm. so I think you were even very graceful to be like okay I don't want him in my home anymore but of course I still want to be with you I still want you to be my friend you're my sister you've helped me through so many seasons Mm. her blocking you however so extreme so unnecessary and very rude because it's she's in association with the guilty party um and I don't know if she cut you off because maybe you saying, you know, I no longer want your boyfriend in my house caused rift in her relationship. But like you said, she has to take accountability. Um, and she may not be ready for that. Number one. And number two, she's currently blocked all your points of access to her. I, I do think, you know, try your best to get into a situation where you can have a conversation. I don't know if you call her or you have to go to her house. You have to say, you know, let's get into a conversation. Why did you block me? Why did you think that this was appropriate? Um, I still want to be your friend, but there's clearly some things we need to talk over in terms of the boundaries I set between me and your partner, um, especially surrounding this specific situation. And if she doesn't want to hear you out, then she's making it clear that she doesn't want to do the work in your friendship or she prioritizes the relationship between her and her boyfriend over your sisterhood, right? which is fine. It's perfectly within her right, but at least you know where you stand. Um, In terms of making new friends, I know it's t- tough to make new friends and you're 30 sis you're older than us um 
And making friends as an adult is hard. Yeah, really difficult. Making new friends as an adult is really hard. I think you have to lean on whatever social circles you currently have. And if you haven't got, uh, if you feel like you're not around people often in terms of like maybe colleagues or whatever, enter into environments um, that you would naturally engage in and really enjoy. So like shows, um, activities, stuff like mm. that. But I think personally, you just have to be open to having getting to know somebody again. So just having a, a more open demeanor when you're out in terms of being more friendly to people, um, reaching out to people who you may have been friends with before, catching up people. I think this is always a great opportunity to bring people who may be on the peripherals of your friendship circle. So like yeah. acquaintances, but people you think are really cool and you've engaged with a bit. I think this is a great opportunity to bring them closer. And that happens through conversation, making the effort, putting in the time. Um, but you will find new friends. God always puts people in our paths mm. who are coming to help us on our life's journey. We just need to be open to them. So um, just create that openness, that availability. And I, I hope that whatever pain you may feel after, maybe not losing this friend because it's not very clear as to whether the door is completely closed and whether mm. this is a friendship that has completely ceased. But I think the heartbreak of just having this happen to you, yeah. I really hope that you do heal from it as well um, and that you do find new friends, no matter how that looks. But okay, let it rip. Miss CDB, you've already given <laughs> us what we're supposed to be given and more. You know, oh. when you order a side of chips and they give you like a whole boat full of chips. <laughs> you know, like when you order five guy chips and you know, there's oh, more chips in the bag. In that bag. Mm. Ooh, I, you've actually made me want, I can't, but you've made me want some, some Cajun spice you know fries. Cajun spice fries. So you know, they got like the mayonnaise, you know, like the, the little top. The little pot. Oh. Anyways, you can see where our head's at. Um, <laughs> no, I think I, I loved all elements of your answer. And I love the fact that you even addressed Mr. Thing, because let's also remember that drugs are illegal. This man brought oh. illegal substances into your Oh, you home. should have called the police on site. So sorry, sir, but there are some people at the door. Who not only that, but sh- is your friend not concerned that her boyfriend has access to illegal drugs? That like, is a really good point. There's a there's a lot going on That is on a there. really good point. And the fact that she blocked you and her man is the one that's actually involved in illegal activities. And she was the one that supported you sure, through sure. the whole... There's a lot going on there, isn't it's it? All it's all filthy. It's all filthy. <laughs> Not filthy. Um, but I think that insofar as how much you've expressed to us, I think you've gone about it the right way mm. by expressing your clear, like your boundaries mm. and expressing that that was disrespectful because yeah. it was, it was massively not even the height of disrespect. If there was a championship league, they would have <laughs> been first place, first top place, of the board, top of the, they'd stand it. <laughs> they'd be standing. Podium and I think position. it's, I think it's important to be able to, um, you know, articulate that boundaries have been crossed. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also important to articulate where, you know, folks have gone wrong, mm. not just in terms of him, mm. but also her responsibility as a friend. Because mm. I could never imagine Courtney doing something like that to me. And if she did, Ooh. I would expect for her to expect me to check her. Ooh. In the same way, vice versa, if I was to do something like that to her, I would expect for her to check me. Mm. So I think even in terms of like, figuring out that dynamic with your former friend or like mm. your whoever she is to you now yeah understanding that like there are certain boundaries that just cannot be crossed yeah. and in terms of figuring out what she prioritizes and if it is a case of this you know exhibiting that she prioritizes this drug dealer um sorry this <laughs> her boyfriend over you then at least you know um 
insofar as we're making new friends is concerned, mm. I think as we age, you brought up a really good point about how difficult it is to make friends when you're older. Because one point that you made in the live stream, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out, guys. One point that you made in the live stream insofar as like, when you get older, mm. it becomes more difficult to sustain friendships and make new friends because yeah. you can no longer have friends from com- convenience, convenience, right? And I think also the dynamic of being married as well yeah. changes things insofar as like how much time you have to, you know, developing new friends and yeah. accountability and all of that kind of stuff. So making new friends as you get older is all about intentionality. It's all about willingly placing mm. yourself in spaces and engaging with people who actually are interested in cultivating those friendships so whether it is going to things that you actually enjoy meetups brunches whether it is actively reaching out to acquaintances and saying hey i think you're really cool would you like to go out you know for dinner with me yeah in the same way that you would court somebody that you're interested in like dating and marrying and stuff think about courting new people to be your friend or like to be friends with them Um, And also try not to be shy about it or feel some type of way about it. Because I think also there's this idea that when you get to a certain age, you should have your established friends. Yeah. Like you should have your girl scored by the time that you're like 30, 35. You should have, sometimes that's just not the case and that's life. In the same way that sometimes you get to a certain age and you don't have your life partner. Yeah. Or you don't have your soulmate or whatnot. And that's also perfectly fine. It's just about, again, intentionality and actually doing the work of reaching out to people that can actually help you when it comes to making new friends. Mm. And also realizing that you are deserving of good friendships because I think sometimes the experience of losing friends, especially over the years, can call into question, well, do I really like, is is it too late to make new friends Mm. that have that kind of depth or is Mm. it too late to reach out to people because I'm not really sure how well I can retain those friendships you are deserving of good friends. You good are facts. deserving of sisterhood. Um, and part of the reason why we even started TMS is to help others, sisters like you realize that, hey, it's actually never too late to make friends. Never too never late. Never too late to have sisters. And we late. also hope that at some point, this can even be one of the spaces that you look to when it comes to like, oh, I'd like to make a new friend or hit up a new sister. And there's loads of sisters who are currently listening to this who either feel the same way or are open um, and interested in making new friends. Yeah. So, Please, 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 you're deserving of new friends. You're deserving of good friends. Um, And don't think that you have to like backpedal or go back to like old friendships and stuff like that. Unless you're interested, of course. But don't think that you are basically bound by your experiences or bound by some of the things that occurred in the past when it comes to moving forward with new girlfriends. Um, So yeah, put yourself in more of these spaces. Reach out to acquaintances because that's probably the easiest. Go out to actual events where girls are present. (laughs) and start exploring friendship again. But sis, you've got this. So, so proud of you. Nine years sober. Do you know how mad that is? That like, we are so, so proud of you. Do you know how mad that is? Mad. Absolutely mad. Like, I I think there's also a thing in there of your life has changed so much since you were younger. And a lot of us grow up with friends of our youth. Do you Mm. know what I mean? But because your life has changed so much, it's like, maybe you don't fit in with the people you used to be friends with. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't, age your needs and goals anymore you know because mm. your lifestyle has changed so much and it may require getting in like you said these environment and you gave amazing advice because it, it, it's getting in these advi- environments now of people who are also on the same path as you and i think that that's 
that can be challenging because it's like ah new like out of my comfort zone but that's where you find people that you can flourish with hopefully and yes it will take time to establish deep relationships but I also think as we go through this journey of life it's it's actually such a blessing that we can bump into people who we feel so connected to, Mm. even if it's been a short period of time. And I think you just have to be open to making those connections, which you clearly are. Um, But they will find you as well. There are so many women out here looking for friends. Um, Just don't be stush. You have to be open and like, kind of beg it a bit. Yeah. Like I want to be, I I would like to explore being friends with you. I want to get to know you. Do it. Go out with your gal pals. Go on. (laughs) Cheeky. So doing the work. Uh When it comes (laughs) to this journey of glowing and growing, it's really not easy. Mm. And we've said it so many times in terms of glowing up mentally, physically, Mm. whatever it may be. It starts with going inside first. Like Renee always says, sometimes glowing up doesn't mean you're going up. Sometimes you need to go down. That's right. Deep down into yourself Mm. um, and start digging up some stuff, start rebuilding some stuff. And Mm. all of that is work, right? So when it comes to committing yourself to this journey of glowing and growing internally and externally, right? What does it mean? Mm -hmm. And what does it look like to do the work? To do the work. Ooh, big question. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, so first of all, there's no universal, I guess, definition of doing the work, right? Oftentimes it looks very, very different in its manifestation for lots of different people. Yeah. But doing the work is basically actually having practical actions that you've identified towards a very specific goal Mm. around becoming the, around becoming the best version of yourself. So doing the work involves, first of all, identifying Who do I need to be in all areas of my life? Mm. So really breaking it down, right? So who do I want to be mentally? Like what kind Mm. of person do I want to be mentally? I want to be whole. I want to be um, emotionally available. I want to be stable. I want to be an intellectual. So identifying in that space mentally, who do I want to be? Spiritually, who do I want to be? Whatever religion you are. For us, obviously Christians. Yeah. Who do I want to be according to what God says about me? Yeah. Who do I need to be according to my, like my purpose, my calling? Who do I need to be in that area? And then thinking about it in all the other spheres of our life as well, in relationships, what does it look like to be a healthy partner? Mm. What does it look like to be a healthy friend, a Mm. sister, a mother? And then also the other areas of our life, the more, I guess, tangible and more like, external stuff Mm. who do i want to be when it comes to my finances i want to be um self-assured i want to be confident when it comes to managing my money yeah i want to be the kind of person who actually has access to financial capital Mm. so for me doing the work is intrinsically attached to identifying who i want to be in the various areas of my life yeah like put me together basically And then the second part of doing the work after identifying who I need to be is what are the actual actions and steps I will take to become that person? Yeah. So not just on a kind of like long-term basis, but also on a daily basis, what are the actions I can marry towards becoming the person Mm -hmm. I need to be? If I've identified that I need to be the kind of person that is a healthier friend, what are the things that I can be doing daily to come like to actually do that to become that how can i start to chip away basically at at the stone yeah i kind of in terms of like oh, there you go classic renee analogy <laughs> i kind of see it as you know when you're like a sculptor you yeah. get a hunk of rock yeah but you can see 
the, the like potential. picture or the image or the potential in the rock. Yeah. But you're not there yet insofar as like what everyone else can see and what you can see on yeah. the outside is this hunk of rock. Yeah. Doing the work is basically chipping away at all of the rock till you get yeah. to the actual final picture I of who you that. need to be. And I think that's a great analogy insofar as like, sometimes it can be quite difficult. Mm. Sometimes it requires you to take different pieces out and put them back together and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it requires you to spend days just on one specific detail. Mm. Sometimes it requires you to, you know, speed the process up a little bit more. Yeah. So even that whole process of like doing the work, sometimes it looks different, but for all intents and purposes, one, identification of who you want to be, two, the practical things that you're doing on a daily pace on a daily basis to become that. I love that. So that's how I conceptualize it. I love it that. Though. I think that is the perfect conception of it though, because it's about the gap. Mm. Like there's a gap between who I want to be and who I am now. The gap is only filled by doing the work. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like that's, that's when we say do the internal work, start doing the work. What we're saying is you don't just wake up one day as the person that you want to be right every day i love there's this uh quote that michelle obama says she was telling her daughter mm. um in when she was talking about um her book becoming yeah. i haven't read it yet but my sister has in fact i bought her the book and yet i haven't read it but whatever <laughs> um <laughs> when it comes down to it every day is practice mm. and i think that learning that one day you're not going to show up and become i mean Tomorrow, you're not going to wake up and be the woman that you want to be, but you will be her one day. Yeah. But the days between now and then is practice yeah. for that, right? That yeah. somebody left an amazing comment that says, imagine the woman that, um, one of the sisters on YouTube left a comment saying, imagine the woman that you want to be every day show up as her. Mm, and sometimes it's that. hard to show up as her because you're not her yet. You've still got an, that analogy. I'm all over the place, but that analogy about chipping away at stuff is so, um, relevant because when you first start sculpting out something, you chip away at the big things first, mm. you know, okay, I'm trying to create something that's about this size. So you just start chunking big chunks that, you know, are obviously not going to be necessary. It's when you get to the finer details that things become a bit more techie because now you've really got to hold on to the vision of what it is you're trying yeah. to build. And I think having a vision for what you want your life to be, knowing that, okay, there's this woman that I want to become in every area of my life, like you so perfectly highlighted. Mm. What does that take? And am I willing to actually give it the time, the resources, the investment and the energy mm. to actually do that work, to actually take those steps between where I am right now and my goals. And for some people that doing the work is not as hard as it is for other people. Yes. And for some people that doing the work is a life time commitment like even the sis that was in the dilemma yeah mm. that's nine years of sobriety is showing up every day to do the work yeah. because you don't know what today is going to be and there's no guarantee that today is going to be the same as yesterday there's no guarantee that these situations even get easier mm. um and you don't know when you're going to get some tempted with somebody putting something right in your fret your face as a temptation yeah but you prepare for those days you do the work for those days um doing the work is about active effort towards yourself right we can always want sometimes we always want people to change and we want them to act better and we want them to treat us better and we know what we do and do not deserve yeah but when it comes down to our own lives we don't put in what we're asking for mm -hmm. right we don't put in the same commitment we don't put in the same time and the same energy and so i think when it comes down to doing the work it's really 
realizing and accepting mm. that you're signing up to do something uncomfortable and that you have to learn to be okay with that discomfort because you're stretching yourself. Mm. You're you're going to have to confront bad habits, allow other people to confront you um, in order to really strive and train to become the person that you want to be. Mm. And th- it's uncomfortable. And I think that that's the bit, when we say do the work, it's like, it's so easy to just this is too hard. I'm just giving up on this and I'm, I'm happy with where I am now. And that's fine. And I think complacency Mm. is one thing that you kind of constantly have to fight Mm -hmm. when you are glowing up mentally or whatever, especially because sometimes you're exhausted. And that kind of leads me onto talking about, I was sorry. I saw this reel yesterday that I reposted onto my story, which was so funny, which was basically um, somebody was like, all these things on my to-do list. And then she was just dancing. I don't want to do the work today. I don't want to do the work today. And I thought that was so, because no one really talks about that. Yeah. You have all of these productivity pages and everyone telling you, do, come on, you can do this, get, get up. You know, you, you've got 24 hours in a day, 4 a.m. you know, and it's just like, no, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. Or even like something that I experienced, I don't want to be the bigger person. I, I want to sink Courtney, into the deepest depths of petty this, that exist within me. When I say the spirit of petty. And let everybody know that if you want to move mad, I can move madder. Yeah. And I think that that's like, people don't talk about that enough because everyone's doing up. No, I've grown, I'm healed. And it's like, I'm still healing. Mm. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on my way there. I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm on my way there. We take some details. Um, and that's not to glamorize toxic behavior, but it's more so to say, in pushing yourself to be bigger, in pushing yourself to actually be productive and yeah. to, to have accountability, it can be tiring. Mm. So what do you actually do when you're tired of accountability mm. and productivity? Yeah, I absolutely love that you brought up that rule. And it makes me think of a meme mm. that we posted on TMS like mm. a while ago of like um, Omarion kind of like mad zen and just like focusing on my, on my healing. And then you've got Ike Turner looking at you like, I can pop on my zen. <laughs> <laughs> back to my zen but i'm gonna look at you i'm gonna I'm a beat your ass i'm gonna beat your ass yeah. um i think it's important to have these conversations because first of all like as you said everyone everyone likes to front that when they're doing the work it's a linear thing and that they're just like plodding along yeah. nicely and everything is calm yeah and it makes me also think of like for example like health and fitness where people will be like yeah you know i've lost like this amount of weight in this time and it's like it was all Gucci, but mm. there were times that you actually ate like Twinkies or something behind. Like, we don't know. That's the real. We don't know. That's the like, real even for me, like there are days where I'm just like, I'm going to have the biscuits. I or, ate like half a cake yesterday. Fam, I'm going to do it. There's going to be days where, you know, like you wake up and it's like, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> how, about, <laughs> how about that? How about that? And it's like that eight extra minutes or that yeah. 10 extra minutes that you're forfeiting your career. Yeah. Um, I did that. Um, or there's going to be times where it's like someone has actually peed you off. Yeah. And you're going to pop off at them. Yeah. Or you say something you know you're not meant to say. Absolutely. And I think it's about being realistic mm. and giving yourself grace mm. to know that there will be some days where you won't be able to do the work. Right. That doesn't detract from the fact that overall, like it's it's all about take. What's, what's the phrase that I use often? It's the making sure that your like 10% or your 15% can cover you when you're minus 1%. Oh. 
Okay. So it's thinking about the overall and the bigger picture okay. as opposed to just always focusing on the details. Okay. Because when you focus on the details, when you're doing the work all the time, one detail can derail you. Mm. Despite the fact that overall in the grand scheme of things, mm. you're still progressing forward. Yeah. So I think it's really important to have a practice of zooming out. Yeah. So when we, the easiest way for me to articulate it is when we're thinking about like health and fitness, right? Yeah. Maybe for all intents and purposes, you've been following your like health plan for like two weeks. Mm. And then there's one day that you fall off. Sometimes we can use that one day of falling off to justify us not continuing to do the yeah. work. Yeah. Even though if we were to zoom out, you've actually still made a lot of progress. A and in the grand progress. scheme of things, that one day actually won't affect your progress. Glad you said that. Because yesterday when I ate half that cake, I had to remind myself, girl, you've lost like 15 pounds. Precisely. <laughs> exactly this. In one of our upcoming TMS pluses, we actually talk about insofar as like the importance of actually overeating occasionally to mm. boost your metabolism, right? So I think it's just the importance of zooming out occasionally yeah. to understand that one bad day doesn't mean that you're going to have a bad week or a bad month or a bad life. And so you control giving, that. Exactly. Give it's really all about perspective. Yeah. So even if, for example, you popped off at your friend, there's always grace. Go and yes. apologize, right? And understand that you are human. I think that's the main problem. We forget that we are human and that we're gonna fail. This is it. It's so easy to be like, oh, I'm gonna give you grace because I know that you're gonna fail, or I know that you know you're um you're not perfect, so it's cool. I think many of us are still under the delusion that we're perfect mm. and that when we start doing the work, we're always going to be able to do the work mm. and we're always going to be able to do it alone. Mm. I think it's really, really important to also understand that having accountability can yeah. also help us when it comes to trying to get back on track or when we've had that one day. Yeah. So for example, if I've had a day where I'm like, damn. I didn't do what I needed to do, knowing that I have support systems. I can call Courtney and be like, Courtney. Was I in the wrong here? Was I in the wrong here? Do you get? Like, it's really, really important to make sure that you have people around you or systems in place to make sure that even if mm. you do fall off, you can get back on track mm. relatively easily and quickly. Mm. But I think it really, really starts with you getting into the mindset of like, me committing to do the work means that I understand there will be days where I don't want to do the work. Yeah. And that's fine. But the majority of my days, I will do the work. I love that. I will do the work. And also incorporating rest. Because I think sometimes we you think that You are reading my mind. You are actually reading my mind. I was literally just thinking that. Bruh, there are some people think that doing the work is, I've got to be switched on every single day. All the time. I have got to be on it like Sonic. I have got to be, I'm doing the work, I'm doing the work. This That's tiring. Yeah. And oftentimes your body does benefit you the most when you're resting yeah so actually even input in days where it's like i'm doing the work overall but I've, i also understand the necessity of rest yeah and i'm giving my my i'm giving myself space and time to actually do other things aside from doing the work yeah. so if you are for example doing the work to like mend your finances and you know increase your credit score actually building in days or times where you can actually spend money on yourself that's a little bit higher than you right. normally budget is important yeah or if you are committed to health and wellness in building in days or times where it's like i'm gonna enjoy the birthday party or i'm gonna enjoy the celebration without thinking about like calories or like my body and stuff like that yeah. is important when you're on a journey of like you know healing and dealing with your trauma actually having a day to just watch netflix as opposed to doing the whole i'm journaling today i'm getting yeah, all of my feelings I need to be super productive. I, I need to be super productive and having days where you do nothing 
so important. Oh, and this one is beating us up because, listen, for all intents and purposes, I can definitely admit that I'm all about, you know, telling people to rest. But mm. occasionally I need to bite the bullet myself mm. and be like, Renee, you need to rest, you yeah. know. Um, I've nutted on quite a bit. No, no, no. Me. But you are so spot on with everything that you said because with resting... Okay, with doing the work, mm. it can seem, it is emotionally laborious. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. In terms of like, okay, I think we need to change our perspective a little bit on work. Because mm. mm. this is a constant effort. Good, yeah. It's not a job, right? right? So sometimes it's like, with our normal works, you pump out eight hours a day, mm. then you know you're going to come home and just... I can shut it off. But with doing the work on your emotions and stuff, sitting down and overcoming your traumas or sitting down and analyzing your bad spending habits and stuff like that, it is constant. Like doing the work is all about what do you do in the face of your decisions and what makes you behave the way that you behave. So you're kind of not necessarily always being overcritical and over self-aware, but you're just thinking to yourself, okay, do I know myself enough? And am Mm. I comfortable with the person that I am seeing in the mirror right now? With that though, it's tiring sometimes. And there are some parts that are more emotionally uh, taxing than others. So for example, if you go to therapy, therapy is so tiring. It's so exhausting. But maybe if you're sitting down once a month and putting down a budget, that's Mm. different. Do you know what I mean? That might not be as challenging. And so I think incorporating different levels of um, intensity when it comes down to your glow up journey actually really matters um so you may want to split up okay i'm going to focus on physical i'm going to focus on mental spiritual emotional things like that but i'm also going to allocate time to this so that i know when i can disengage Mm. not disengage from being a better person disengage from doing the active work and rather just give myself time to see the fruits and to see whether it's working so go out with your friends go out with your partner, take yourself out to to get pampered and stuff like that. But always make sure that it's kind of framed in the sense of I've done some work. Mm. I've reframed the way I think about certain things. Mm. Now let me see if I'm, I can live it out. Now let me see if I can see the fruits of that work. Then we can revisit doing the work again. Or you may be somebody who wants to daily integrate it into your day. Then you may see it as, okay, let me do, for example, myself, I do like 30 minutes of journaling a day. I just pick up my journal and I literally verbal diarrhea everything yeah everything is on that page today I felt like I spent too much or today I ate da 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 um and it's not me being like OCD about it it's more so me just taking time to just be reflective Mm. and be like okay like and then I pray at the end okay God help me here give me grace here I feel like this is where I feel a bit anxious I've got this decision to make Mm. and it just helps me stay on top of my mental state because even it can feel like sometimes you're mentally cluttered um, there's so much information coming to you from, Boy. you know, somebody's just posted something on their Instagram stories about healing. There's somebody's, you know, you just go and listen to the two my sisters podcast and Renee's coming at your neck. And then, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then you get this bank notification, you owe this much money. Then it's like, there's so much and yeah. you're trying to rise above it all, but you kind of feel like you're drowning. Mm-hmm. And so really take time, give yourself time. It requires so much time yeah. to be able to do this. And you're, you're worth investing that time into yourself. But I think rest, enjoying yourself, giving yourself serious affirmations and allowing yourself to, like I said, enjoy the fruits of the, of the work that you are doing, you know, yeah. enjoy going out with your friends, enjoy dating and realizing that oh, I'm so much less toxic than I used to be pat yourself on the back about that or I've, I've grown tremendously um 
pat yourself on the back, look at your bank statement and say, you know, I'm going to, like you said, put a little pot aside. Once I hit that savings target, mm. I'm going to buy myself something nice. And it's not a gateway into falling into bad, a bad cycle and yeah. bad habits yeah. again. Um, and also you're allowed to make mistakes. And I think what, the way we frame the mistakes that we make is sometimes we see it as, ah, oh, I failed. Yeah. But actually it's just an opportunity to grow some more mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. analyze where maybe there's still a little bit of, like we were saying with that analogy of the sculptor, there's some fine tweaking that needs to be made because you thought you would react well to this and then you didn't. So why, you know? And I think that that's, it's just another aspect of the journey, right? It's another hurdle in our way. It's not a wall. Mm. You can really jump over it. You can choose to do the work to jump over it. Um, But where, when it comes to doing the work, where do you start? What are the practical elements you Mm. can do to say, okay, I'm going to start working on myself mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, Mm. all the, all the stuff, all the it's, it's. Mm. Um, how do you start? Where do you start? Where do you start? All right. (coughs) (laughs) in terms of where i like to start i'm very uh what's the word i can't find another word for this but i'm very basically anal about this insofar as like i'm i take i guess my conception of myself and Mm. the best way that i like i guess articulate myself often is writing Mm. so i love to write everything down i'm Mm. right it's just something i love to do so i think first of all define or figure out what is your best medium for dissecting yourself right um it might be that you need to like talk it out it might be that you need to like record yourself that's also something i do occasionally but for me the best way that i like to like break down and dissect myself is to write about myself yeah so I would encourage you to do a written exercise where you take all of the themes or all of the areas that you want to like glow up in Mm. and write it down. And when you do write down mental, spiritual, to me, I see like a board with all of the different boxes of where I am at. You need to do an assessment of where you're currently at and where you want to go. Because oftentimes we can be like, we've identified there is a gap or we've identified that there is a sculpture that needs to be made, but we don't actually assess how much rock am I starting with mm. or where, in, what, like, where is the starting point of the gap? That's or like, really if I'm good. running the race, where's the start line? We're often so focused on the finish line that we get discouraged when we get to the middle because we didn't realize just how big the gap was. Ooh, so really, word. listen, really assess where am I at right now? And I think it's also really, um, a lot of people, when they assess where they're at, the temptation is to be overwhelmingly negative. So we always think, ah, I want to be here. I'm starting here. And where I'm starting is actually a bad place. That's actually not always the case. Be as cognizant of your positive traits and the positive things that you can do as well as the negative. So if we take money, for example, and finances, assess where are you at? Maybe you actually already have a savings goal and maybe you've already been saving, say like 50 pounds a month or something like that. But you'd like to raise that to 100 or 200 or whatever it is. Give yourself the pat on the back and Mm. say, I have managed to save this amount Mm. of money. I would like to save this amount. So at least you've acknowledged the good things that you do. Because one thing that I actually noticed in a lot of the conversations I've had with my friends and family is we never give ourselves credit where credit is due. due. Like we actually never do. Yeah. And as women, sometimes we struggle to. Exactly. And it's like, if you can't identify, you know, the good stuff you're doing right now, will you be able to give yourself you know, the pat on the back that you need when you get to the place that you want to go. 
Or will you just kind of be like, oh, I got there and not really celebrate yourself? Mm -hmm. I think as women, we really do need to learn how to celebrate ourselves Mm -hmm. in every stage that we're at, whether we're at the beginning, the middle or the end. So start with figuring out the places and the areas that you want to glow up in, Mm -hmm. figuring out where you're at and assessing the good and the bad, Mm -hmm. especially the good, because you need to be able to build from the good. It's not always bad. That's so good. Honestly, like, give yourself a pat on the back. Like, yeah. And that's your momentum, really. Precisely. Precisely. So really, like, affirm yourself and say, hey, I didn't, I'm not quite there yet, but where I am right now, I'm not mad at it. Mm. I'm actually not mad at it. I'm not at all. I'm not at all. And then identify a long-term goal that you might have for yourself. I like to be very, very practical in terms of, like, defining exactly when I would like to get it. But of course, sis, you always have to have some flexibility because things happen. But... Have an ideal. I would like to achieve this in my finances by this year. Mm. And then reverse engineer. Mm. Reverse engineering is literally your best friend when it comes to doing the work. And when it comes to actually figuring out a practical plan to get to where you want to go. So I'm here. I have these key skills. I want to get here by this time, by this date. Mm. How do I get from A to B? Mm. Or how do I get from A to C? You need to figure out what B is. Yeah. And then reverse engineer. So on a monthly basis, I need to do this with my finances. And then on a weekly basis, I need to do this. And then on a daily, really, really break it down because sometimes we get discouraged because our goal seems too big when it's not necessarily big. We just haven't figured out the jumping stages that we have to go in between to get there. Do you get what I mean? The bites. Exactly. It's like if I'm traveling from you know, the UK to France. It's like, oh, yeah. France is far away. Okay, there's Eurostar and it has a couple yeah, of stops. it has a couple of stops. You need to identify the stops as well because yeah. you might get off a bit too early or you might get off a bit too late. Yeah. So even understanding what does my journey look like? What does my destination look like? Yeah. But what does my journey also yeah. look like? Yeah. And one thing you might actually find is that you might actually need to stay on a bit longer or you might have to like make some changes and stuff like that. So even conceptualizing the glow up as a journey when you've identified the steps is super important. And also try to identify multiple ways to get there too. Mm. So for example, taking the finances, cool. I want to save up, say a grand or 1K by um, six months time. What are the different ways that I can do that? How can I be flexible? Because it might be that, oh, I need to save X amount from my paycheck every week to hit that goal. Yeah. Or it might be, I need to make money in this area to get to that goal. Yeah. So understanding that there's also different ways to get to your goal is important, especially if you hit a roadblock. Because when you hit a roadblock and you're like, I was on this route and now yeah. you're like, I'm, I've been thrown off and all that kind of stuff. It's not over. Literally write down the ways in which you can get to your goal, get from A to B to C. So that if you do get, you know, anything happens, you know, Mm. cool, I've got a contingency plan or I can fall back on this or I can fall back on that. Yeah. And that's kind of how I conceptualize the practical steps of how do I actually manifest or Mm. how do I actually actively start here but end here? Yeah. Is what I would say. I love that. And I love the reason... The reason why I love it is it's simple. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the key elements to doing the work Mm. someone else's work is not your work somebody Mm. else's method is not your method someone else's journey is not your journey and so you actually have to be honest with yourself what will work for you because it's easy to say i'm gonna wake up at 5 a.m too because that's what renee does i can't do it me no like and i i could put so much pressure on myself to be like oh but this is working i can see the fruits of it in her life but she's not me because that works for her that works for her Mm. body that works for her mind and that works for her goals but for me 
maybe waking up at 9am works better, you know, and, and that's just a very small example, but actually saying, you know, maybe therapy works for somebody, maybe it doesn't work for me, but Mm. if you do need therapy, head to betterhelp.com forward slash to my sisters, but maybe therapy works for somebody else. It might not work for me or vice versa. Um, maybe, talking to uh your friends is a better option for you or maybe you know talking to your partner is a better option for you or maybe Mm -hmm. in terms of my financial goals buying a house makes more sense for me or maybe renting makes more sense for me but Mm -hmm. laying those out to say okay this is the these are the goals that I have this is where I want to be myself me the things that I consider to be inspiring the things that I consider to be um a reward for my efforts the things that I enjoy Mm. and that I'm actually passionate about because it's easy to base your goals on what other people are saying is great you know it's it's easy to say I want to buy a house but you have no investment strategy you you just want to buy it to have it Mm. and then you realize it might be more of a liability than you even wanted to take on because it doesn't align with your goals yeah so I think it's more important to really take time to be like what works for me and how can I simplify it so that I do not get overwhelmed and I think that's one of the key things that can happen and why you end up feeling tired of accountability and productivity because you're overwhelming yourself Mm. you're trying to change too much too fast Mm, I love that and you have to be like you have to pace yourself when it comes to this race you really have to pace yourself and say you know what okay I know finances um my emotions my family dynamic my relationships all of these things need some adjusting and it needs me to change but right now I have the energy to focus on this I think it's important to pace yourself it's important to tell yourself you know this is what I like. This is what I, I want. This is where I want to be. Mm. But I'm not going to try and do everything at the yeah. same time. Boy. I'm going to give myself the grace of patience. Mm. And I think we we can struggle sometimes in wanting to be better. And even sometimes, like we were talking about before, sometimes even in the face of our own failures, we can get frustrated because we think, why aren't I fixed by now? Like, why aren't I just better? Getting better is a verb thing. It's a doing thing. You have to just keep doing the work and revisiting it and and really allowing yourself and giving yourself the room to grow, giving yourself the room to say, maybe I didn't live up to this or maybe I need to be going a bit faster, but actually this pace works for me right yeah. now. Um, and if even vice versa, for some of the girls that are like, I'm just, you know, I'm working on myself, I'm working and you've been working on the same attitude problem or you've been working on the same mistake that you keep making or behavioral issue that you you have for way too long and you sometimes we know when it's too long it's like girl, everyone is telling you and this is holding you back like this is really Bruh. holding you back and you haven't even really tried and you know when you're not giving maximum effort to things you know when you're like i'm just gonna pop off because i like it and it's like i'm just working on myself and it's like i'm working on myself god's working on me and it's like but you're not putting in the effort you're not mm. doing the work to hold yourself back yes there will be times where Things get so overwhelming and the bad stuff pops out. But are you actively actually trying to not be dysfunctional? You know, have you actually stopped yourself from being toxic or are you basically trying your luck? Because you're going to end up pushing people away. You're going to end up not and pushing your goal further and further back as well because you keep getting, I kind of see it as like, I think we were talking about something like this in one of our previous previous episodes. But mm. when you don't learn a specific lesson, you keep being taught the same lesson over and over and over again. Until you choose to actually learn the lesson and get the wisdom and really sort yourself out and decide sort actually, 
you know what, as difficult as it may be, I'm choosing to actually just make the hard decision. I'm trying, I'm choosing to actually do what I know is necessary Mm. until you tell yourself those things. You're just going to keep going in cycles and cycles and cycles. And so for a lot of us, we can get stuck in our glow up journey and our growing journey. We get stuck on the same issues. Everyone keeps pointing out the same flaw to you or you you're not making the hard decisions in your career or you keep refusing to go back to university Mm. and yet everything is telling you get better qualifications and all of that but you're like no 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 you've hit a roadblock and you've decided to just go round and round and round the roadblock in the same roundabout instead of actually saying i'm just gonna choose an exit right now and just go you know and so (sighs) choose to make the hard decisions Mm -hmm. and stop sometimes we can be too we are too generous in the grace we oh, give for ourselves sure. no for sure and it's like you but in the same vein of accountability you have to be able to g-check yourself oh. you need to be so self-aware enough that you when that you know when you're not given a hundred percent and you know mm-hmm. sis like do, mm-hmm. don't give yourself credit you know when you're not given a hundred percent you could feel disappointed in yourself and yet be able to look at your life and think actually i'm trying i'm really trying but then there are other times where you feel disappointed in yourself and you look back and you think I didn't really try. You didn't try. I didn't really try. You absolutely didn't try. And this whole, listen, when we have conversations about, you know, generational trauma and generational this, generational that, you're continuing the cycle by not choosing an exit. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer of the fact that there are certain things that you experience in your life. There will always be periodic exit um, points in that journey. You need to be willing to actually choose the exit. I love that you said that because sometimes we just think, we get stuck in the journey. Yeah, and you think you're stuck, stuck. We're stuck at the bus stop, but the buses are passing us by one by one and to get to your destination. On. And I think that's why it's important to also articulate exactly, obviously life happens and sometimes yeah. time frames change it, change, but actually having very concrete and very specific goals can help you because yeah. at least you know, by this time, realistically, I should have done this. And also being very proactive to assess your progress Mm. is important. Not assess in the sense of, am I there yet? But more so, how far have I come? Yeah. How far have I actually come? So good. And another thing that some of us don't really do that we should do more Mm. of is actually ask other people to, like I'm such a firm believer, especially in the attitude thing or like character department. Character is often manifested through our engagements with other people. Mm. So how can you find out if your character has, you know, improved? Ask other people. Was I actually extending grace to that person? Mm. The way that I spoke to you in this situation, how did you feel? How did that make you feel? Ask the people that you have, ask the people who are closest to you, can you give me some kind of indication as to how I've been doing. You don't necessarily always have to share with them, I'm on this glow up journey and this is what I'm going through and all of that kind of stuff. It can be as simple as me tapping Courtney and being like, Courtney, what did you think about like when I spoke to you like this? And get feedback. Because a lot of us go on this like self journey and this self glow up and self, 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 self. Mm. But oftentimes the self is manifested with other people. Yeah, of course. And you need to know in terms of like assessing how well am I doing, sometimes other people can give you insight. And I think it's important to note that all of these things exist on a spectrum. And really what we're doing here is a balancing act. Because even that, too much of a good thing can always be toxic. Because sometimes when you do wrap yourself around other people, you go the other way of like, oh my gosh, like... You become hypercritical. People pleasing, all of this kind of stuff starts to creep in. And you become insecure. Exactly. You become insecure because you constantly think you're falling short of the mark you've set yourself. 
you can't you you have to balance you have to balance and i think in any glow up journey in anything that you do just in general mm. it's really about striking the balance as opposed to just I guess, focusing on the self or focusing on other people. Mm. It's the balance of those two voices mm. and understanding that whilst both are important, there needs to be harmony in the input. Fact. There needs to be harmony because, yeah, focus on the self too much and you're stuck. Focus on other people, you're stuck. It's that, how do I yeah. like grapple with the two yeah. such that I can actually move forward? Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like what you said about learning to have to balance what other people what other people think of you yeah and their response to you and what you think of you and also how much you're telling yourself you've succeeded and stuff like that mm. I think there needs to also be kind of a boundary of how often you assess yourself and how people can assess you so then that brings us to talking about boundaries yeah when it comes to doing the work mm-hmm. you are basically relaying new boundaries and new expectations for yourself and for other people mm. right and the way you engage in other people all of that becomes reframed and it becomes I and mean, then it starts to change mm. so how do you set new boundaries yeah. for yourself how do you then communicate those boundaries to yeah all right We'll deal with the setting, then okay. we'll deal with the communication. In terms of setting boundaries, one thing that I found really, really helps is you need to figure out what your values and principles are as a mm. person mm. before you can set your boundaries. Because if you don't know why you've set the boundary or why this is important to you, you won't realize it's an issue until that boundary is overextended. Yeah. So what are your key values and principles on everything? Yeah. Like genuinely, what's your philosophy, your theology, how do you see the world? How do you see yourself and your role within it? Yeah. And then you can start thinking, okay, cool. What are the boundaries here? One of the exercises I would encourage you to do is to write a personal mission statement. So what is your purpose and all of that? You know, all that stuff that we do at the beginning of the year, you know, vision values. Stuff. What is your mission? What are your values? What is important to you? Yeah. Could it be that, you know, when it comes to just life in general, you are definitely a community focused person or, you know, what are the key things that you actually believe about you, the world and other people? Mm. So even having those three, because sometimes when they bleed into each other, that's when overextension of boundaries comes into play. So yes, you love other people, but you also find it important. Like one of your key values is I need to like learn to love myself or I need to spend more time with myself. So understanding that as a value then extends itself into a boundary insofar as if I need to spend more time with myself, I'm spending, you know, a minimum amount of at least two hours or three hours a day Mm. investing in myself. That translates into the boundary of Mm. you can't engage with me during that time. Yeah. So figure out what your values are, your principles are, what's important to you first. Write them down if you can, because sometimes we forget. We say them in our mind, then we're like, oh yeah, I'm a... (laughs) Listen, you forget your values and you forget your, you know, your principles. Write them down, make it plain, put it somewhere. Yeah. And also make sure that when you are creating your, you know, your values and your principles, assess what's actually going into creating those values and principles too so again for us our faith is a big thing when it comes to setting our values and our principles um it might be other things that you know are really really key to you like philosophy or other you know indicators culture that kind of politics your politics what is important to you write it down and make it play hang it on your you know your bedroom (laughs) your bathroom wall yeah write it down on your phone but have a reference point so that you know what's important to you and then you can start writing your boundaries so when it comes to you know other people 
How often do you want to engage or communicate with other mm. people? What is the way that you actually receive love? What is the most effective way that you actually enjoy being loved by yeah. other people? Yeah. How often can you communicate with other people in a week? What times do you want to communicate with other people? All of these things are super, super important boundaries that are an extension of your values and your principles. Yeah. And then when it comes to communicating your boundaries, it very much depends on the context, the people, and when these things need to be communicated. So for example, one of the analogies that I used in an earlier episode around understanding that ev- like you are a galaxy and the things and people that exist in your galaxy are worlds. Yeah. Different worlds have different requirements for life to exist on them. Yeah. So on Earth, we need... Oh, wow, I'm really doing a lot Go with this on, analogy. go in. Um, on Earth, um, plants and humans need, yeah. you know, oxygen and yeah. all of these other gases to make life actually tenable on this world. Whereas if you go to Mars or the moon or Pluto, there's different circumstances or mm. different things that are required for life to actually be tenable. Yeah. You need to be cognizant of the kinds of relationships that you have And you also need to be able to feel comfortable as well articulating your boundaries. Mm. And again, it's part and parcel of doing the work because part of doing the work is respecting yourself and loving yourself. (laughs) So in fact, before we even jump to this whole galaxy stuff, let me take it a a step back and talk about the fact that you need to set boundaries with yourself. I was literally going to say that. Let me even take it a step back. You need to set boundaries with yourself. You need to learn how to not violate your own boundaries. Precisely. Because if you can't respect yourself, you can't like articulate to other people how to i can't respect courtney if courtney doesn't know how to respect herself yeah and also you can't you can't lay out boundaries if you don't know what your boundaries are exactly and if you normalize overextending boundaries in your own corner and by yourself then you're not going to be able to g-check anybody else that over that you know, crosses your boundaries. This is it. Because you haven't even experienced what it means to have a healthy boundary within yourself. Yeah. So if it is a set a thing where you set a boundary of, you know, in health and fitness, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Or if it is a thing where it comes to relationships and you're like, I'm going to set the boundary of, mm. I don't want to engage in any physical activity with you mm. until we've, we've set a precedent, right? If you haven't set those boundaries for yourself, you're not going to be able to set boundaries for other people when it comes to engaging with you. Yeah. So once you've done that, then you can be like, okay, cool. Let me actually articulate my boundaries. If you're at the beginning of a relationship with anybody, platonic or you know romantic, I think it's easier to set boundaries then because at least there's no expectations that are already present in the relationship. What do you mean? Insofar as like, if I've just met you yeah. and I'm just getting to know you, yeah. it's a lot easier to say, these are my values, these are my principles, this is what I've, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Depending on the relationship you have with someone going forward, if you've already set a precedent where somebody has been overextending a boundary that you haven't set or overextending a boundary that you haven't communicated well, sometimes it can be difficult to actually pull them up and be like, hey, this thing that you do makes me feel uncomfortable. And on my journey of, you know, self-discovery and stuff like that, I would like for you to respect me in this way. That can yield very uncomfortable conversations and situations because no one likes to be articulated that to that they have been disrespectful or they have been doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable. hundred percent. However, it's important that you do it because you need to trust that that person loves you enough to basically adapt and understand that you're doing the work and that this is not just for the good of, you know, you you guys' relationship, but for the good of you and your personal, for the good of you and your personal development. Yeah. So in terms of like communicating, 
again depends but for me i like direct like in this like season of my life right now i prefer it to be direct um i would encourage you to try and do it directly because at least you're laying down the expectations and principles and stuff like that in a way that both parties can understand and yeah don't be afraid to articulate your boundaries so many of us the comments that i saw underneath like some of our well some of our lives we've really done one (laughs) One, under our live and some of the comments yeah some of the comments that we get in the dms is constantly even some of our dilemmas a lot of them are a result of overextended boundaries right when we think of friends with benefits or when we think of like oh, I really like this person and we've done X, Y, Z, but like it's not turning into anything more or they're not respecting me. A lot of it is to do with overextended boundaries. Listen, listen, you have to feel confident enough to be like, I need, I'm on this journey. I'm putting in all this effort. I need everyone to cooperate. Yeah. I really need (laughs) everybody to cooperate. Please get it together because, and and it doesn't have to be in a rude way at all. In fact, most people in your life will be more, like more Mm, than happy to serve you in that way. And I think that's one thing we do not give people the benefit of believing that they actually want to love us and that they actually are there to serve us. Mm. Yes, there may be people in your life. And this is why it's so important to heal from past disappointment and rejections and past violations of your boundaries because you can think if I ask I'm asking for too much if I say don't do this I'm being too needy I'm being too um I'm being too defensive I'm being too cold and it's it's not that at all or I'm being too rude or I'm being too overbearing um not at all actually if you lay these things out majority of people in your life are going to be like, because I am here on this journey with you, because I'm your sister, because I'm your friend, because I am your partner and I love you and I want to see you become your best self. It actually makes me glad to know how I, um, how I cannot offend you. Mm. Do you get what I mean? It makes me happy to know that I know how to love you better. And I think that that's how we should frame it. I'm not coming at you. I'm not attacking you. Actually, I'm letting you know you supported me so well, so far please can you help support me more in this specific way I've identified now for myself what I receive as love what I receive as respect what I receive as accountability what I receive as um, partnership I really want you to help me in this way and I believe you can Mm. Um, but then there's also the conversations you have with people who have violated your uh boundaries previously i think it's important to not make it a reflection and one of my friends said this recently i don't want it to be a reflection or an assassination of my character Mm. i want it to be you seeing it as an action and the same way you would give yourself grace if you failed on your action plan to glowing up and you know you overspent or you overate or whatever it may be the same way you would give yourself grace to pick yourself up tomorrow and act right is the same grace and patience i want you to have with me to be able to forgive me today and trust that tomorrow i'll act Mm. right and i think that that's something we also need to learn to extend in creating the environment for people to say I want to live up to your expectations because it can be very challenging if you are with someone who has decided to make maybe a more radical change in their life especially if you may not be on that same journey I'm thinking to the girl and the sis in the dilemma if you and your friends do drugs regularly and then you're like actually going team sober it's going to take a bit of an adjustment for them to get used to the new you but there has to be boundaries there for them to respect the fact you are going on this journey how can they support you even if it's from a distance and i think it's it's lever leaning on onto 
reminding yourself of the fact these people have loved you. They do love you. They do want to journey with you. That is what they're expressing by still being your friend or your mm-hmm. partner or whoever, or, or still being a family member to you. Um, or if you are unclear as to whether somebody wants to do it and be close to you, ask. And we yeah. were talking about this in the three red flags thing. You need to communicate. Don't just assume. Don't just assume that everyone in your life can handle the new you and where it is you are going. Talk to them about it because whilst this is a very personal decision, like we said, the manifestation of your self-growth is how you engage with people and community. So by proxy, they've been roped into this too. So you actually have to lay it out as this is the decision I'm going on. I'm not asking Mm. you for permission, but I'm asking, are you willing Mm -hmm. to go on this journey with me? by loving me this way that's that's all I ask from you as a friend Um, and I love what you brought up don't violate your own boundaries it's so easy to not respect yourself it's so easy to say this is for example when I was when I started my health and wellness journey right a key element of it is rest yeah but it's so easy when my bedtime comes or when it's my day off and I've scheduled this day off to be like I'm gonna stay up a bit longer to watch Netflix because I enjoy it Mm. but it's like you're disrespecting yourself right now because if you had told your friend on the phone all right babe I've got to leave I've got a meeting and she's like ah no I like this conversation stay on the phone with me it's like do you not want me to get this bread like why why are you trying to distract me but that's the thing we are our own worst enemies sometimes Mm. and I think that's something you really have to identify within yourself the the boundaries that i have laid out the parameters the schedule um the things that i said i will and will not engage with i really do have to hold myself accountable i really do also need to realize that god is holding me accountable community needs me to be held accountable my family needs me to be held accountable to not violate these things and even more importantly to not violate these things even if nobody else is around to reprimand me right because it's easy to violate your own boundaries when no one's really gonna know Mm. but you know god knows like you and that needs to be something that you take seriously not recurringly disappointing yourself because i think it leads to you feeling like you cannot trust yourself and Mm. i've been there i've been through times where i felt like I'm trying to get better, but I don't know if I can even bet on myself to become Mm. the person that I want to be because I've let myself down in so many instances. How many times have I said I'm going to lose weight? How many times have I said I'm going to wake up early? How many times have I said I'm going to do X, Y, Z? And procrastination, laziness, and all of those things, I've let them take over me. So I think it's important to realize that in showing up for yourself daily, whether anybody is around you to hold you accountable or not, Mm. it's setting precedence to yourself, to your spirit and to your mind to know she shows up when she says she's going to do something she does it and I can trust her my body can trust me my mind can trust me my Mm. spirit can trust me because I constantly prove it to myself that that I I can hold myself accountable I can show up for myself if no one else will show up for me I will show up for me because a lot of us always say well I came into this world alone if I I've got me myself and I you know Beyonce that's all I've got in the end that's what I found out have you actually have you said you got your own back but you don't (laughs) but you don't (laughs) so that is something that you have to constantly prove to yourself um to to constantly show up for yourself and realize that you don't have to do that alone um you can then open up to other people and maybe if you are struggling to be consistent 
Lean on the consistency of other people. Yeah. You know, get a mentor, get a friend, talk to somebody who deeply loves you, who may have to commit a bit more time to you mm. to be like, for example, my health, when I first started my health and wellness journey, it's something that I've been so consistent uh, with for my whole life. And I had to draw on you because you're super disciplined with it. You enjoy it. And you had to give me a bit more time than you usually would to be like, okay, Courtney, how's your diet going? Here's a workout plan. Here's mm. X, Y, Z. I had to lean on your consistency and your dependency um, or your dependability in order to then myself feel confident enough to be consistent for myself and know what that show, what, what that what showing up actually looks like. Mm. Um, and I think it's important to lean on the people in your life who um, who you can ask that of, if that makes sense. Yeah, like you, sure. asking them, can you give me a bit more time? Can you call me more? Can you uh, hold me accountable here and actually show me what it looks like to show up yeah. constantly? Because then you kind of hear that person's voice. Like I would go to eat something and I'll hear Renee be like, <laughs> is that really going to help you? That? And I'm like, ah, damn, like, damn. And that's how you start rewriting mm. yourself. And in that, it highlights, be careful who you allow to surround you for sure, for when sure. you're on this journey, because those voices become internalized. And it's easy when you are thinking, what do I do at this junction? Where do I turn? It's so easy to be swayed by the voices of other people in your life. And God forbid them be voices of dysfunctional people and people who themselves need to go on their own journey that's a whole mm. different conversation itself but guard your circle yeah because when you guard your circle you guard your mind and you need to you need to make that a radical pursuit yeah i am very particular with who i accept advice from i accept wisdom from who i even allow myself to be in the environment of yeah um because some people are very inspiring and then some people are very detrimental absolutely Boy, oh boy, that was a sermon and a half. Especially what you were, no, no, no. Especially what you were saying about guarding your circle. I think it's so, so important. Even, listen, there are some folks as well who from far away or from mm. a distance look like they're healthy, yeah. they're functional. Yeah. Um, and I think we find this a lot on social media as Facts. well, where a lot of people can present as functional and healthy when really under the mat, Mad they're kicking ice under the, the fridge. They Mad are dysfunction. That sweeping. is a very toxic thing to do, you Isn't know. Because I do it too. <laughs> if an ice drops, you kick it under the fridge. It's like, well, you know, when something <laughs> drops and it's like really small. You're yeah, like, I'm not gonna go under the cleaning. bed. That's how I used to clean my bedroom. Fam. Under my bed, I've broke so Fam. many beds Don't by doing that. Me. No, biggest man thing. My mum hates me. <laughs> Do you know how many of my beds I've broken? Because, because well, sweeping. when I was young, obviously now I'm growing, but like I'll just sweep stuff under the rug. everything. No Everything. one will know, but eventually things pile up under the rug. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you can't sit on the rug because the you can literally feel the things underneath it mm. popping through. Mm. So even in terms of like who you're assessing for, you know, accountability and consistency and stuff like that, make sure the fruits are actually apparent in their life mm. as opposed to just, you know. The theory. The theory. There's a lot of theorists out there. There's a lot of theorists out there. There's and a the lot appearance. Of you have to inspect everything. Test everything to make sure that it's actually truly what some people is. are mad and some people are liars and oh goodness me we um what do you call it we suggested that you guys read this book in um, one of our mailing lists yeah hashtag if you're not in the mailing list then you should be but to my sisters.com absolutely um called skin in the game mm. and it's all about in terms of like who you can trust to give you advice always trust the people that actually have skin in the game the people that, you know, you're leaning on for um, consistency and all of that kind of stuff, 
other fruits apparent in their yeah. life and i think even thinking about like health and wellness but also in other areas right like when i think of like finances and stuff yeah. it's courtney that i go to because it's actually apparent in her life i really appreciate when that that's <laughs> such a big compliment <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to like side hustling or like getting the bag it's courtney that i can lean on because Damn. i've seen it manifest in her life right be careful and be conscious of the people that profess they want to support you or give you advice and the fruits are not there Ooh. okay the fruits Can't they haven't put even a planted seed the from seeds. a fruitless tree you cannot put give seeds from a fruitless tree honestly and that is one thing i've learned hard are you gonna learn how to bake from a jeweler you're not that's not their profession they've not done it before and this is not to discredit anyone from giving advice, but it's like, if you're going on a journey of like glowing up or mm. if you're actively looking for points of reference or mentorship and stuff like that, find people who are actually in that yeah. or have been in that yeah. because they can actually give you firsthand experience. I think experience is a hell of a teacher. In fact, I think experience is the greatest. The best teacher. It's the best because theory is often different to practice. Yeah, It's so, so different. And it's just like, common sense really sometimes we forget though and we think oh this person has my best interests mm. at heart or whatnot but they haven't been there before yeah. they haven't been there before so make sure that within your circle you actually have people that you can lean on that actually have fruit that's apparent in their garden mm. some people have never harvested because how are you going to lean on think about it you're drawing from because essentially when you are um, holding yourself accountable or allowing someone else to hold you accountable yeah. you are eating from their plates essentially Legit. some people's plates are empty in fact Ooh. some people's plates will will kill you and watch out for the presentation or the appearance of fruit because some of them are rotten some of them are rotten and you're there eating from have you ever seen that avocado fruit? yeah and it's <laughs> like oh i can't wait and you open it it's like the other day i bought two avocados from aldi <laughs> ripe and ready i squeezed them i said oh i can have these avocados there i cut into them moldy and all and i said i've wasted one pound <laughs> anyways not gonna get angry because i couldn't get a refund because i'd cut into the avocados oh. but anyways many people are like that right the appearance of fruit and there may even be fruit there but is the fruit rotten you have to be careful because boy yeah anyways let's not talk let's not talk too not, tough. but i love though. that analogy because you cannot, without fruit, there's no seeds. Absolutely. You can have a tree, but there's, if there's no fruit, there's no new seeds. And people's advice are seeds in your life. Absolutely. It, when you come onto TMS, we're giving you seeds. And our only hope is that they will be able to take root and actually spring forth. It's a concept even within Christianity, the, mm. the sower that scatters seeds. Some of them fall by the wayside. Some of them you know, find themselves really planted. Some mm. of them are stolen. All of these different things you have to assess. Do you even have healthy seeds, first of all? Because some of the seeds people are going to sow dirty. into your life, dirty. And you're going to start seeing the fruits. Some in of them are life. weeds, you know. And some of them are weeds. And that's the thing. There's the, the seeds that weeds grew amongst them and choked them out. And so be careful. Be careful and assess. Do you have fruit? Do I want to reproduce your fruit in my life? Mm. If I do, then I need your seeds. Yeah. I need your gems. Yeah. I need your wisdom. I need your guidance. I need your advice. But if I don't like these fruits after inspection, Absolutely. respectfully, I'm going to just look. But I don't need you to sow. Social media is hard to gauge people's fruits. 
It's hard, so I'm glad she said that about the money thing. No, but even though I know, know you, like fam, I was happy when you were talking about the health and wellness thing. I was like, yes, girl. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's right. It's all about balance. It's all about, it's all about, about balance. What's the word? Interdependence. Oh, yeah. come on. Yeah. I learned yeah. that from a very wise lady called Renee Kabubu. <laughs> Stop! Stop! I'm getting, wow, I'm this I'm this getting. episode has been robust. Robust, comprehensive. Robust, comprehensive. Hench. <sighs> Hench. I like it. We hope that this has really blessed you. Honestly. And we actually want to know your thoughts. What do, what do you think about doing the internal work? Boundaries. Seeds. What do Seeds. what are your thoughts? Let us know in the comment section below on YouTube. Or follow us on Instagram at to my sisterhood and you can at us um, and come and just talk to us about your thoughts, engage with our posts, you know, help boost and spread the sisterhood as well so that we can continue pouring into you and pouring into each other and journeying together. You're not doing this alone, sis, you're doing it with us. So if you want to know more about how we are journeying in our day-to-day life, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter actually at Renee Kapuku and at CD Boating. Lovely jubilee. <laughs> that was good. That was Lovely jubilee. Lovely jubilee. <laughs> but we hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And of course, you know, we referenced a couple of stuff that, you know, we share on our mailing list. Yes. And sisters, don't forget to join because there's some very special things coming up. I can neither confirm nor deny, but I can't confirm that you should be on the <laughs> <laughs> You can sign up via the link below, www.tomysisters.com so that you don't miss another glow and growth tip from us sisters pals friends it's been real comrades we come i like comrades i like that you know but it's giving me very calm marks sisters in arms it's giving what does that even mean it's not it's giving me beret it's giving you're so annoying (laughs) it is though it's very much giving revolution it's giving me revolution the revolution shall be televised anyways it shall be televised. televised subscribe that was good. Y'all gonna be sick of us by the end of this year. <laughs> by the end of this year, y'all gonna be sick of us. Anywho, sisters, you have a fantastic time where, wherever or however you're listening to this. If you're on YouTube, hey. If you're on Spotify, Google, wherever. Apple. You have a fantastic rest of your day. Yeah. And we'll see you very soon. And remember, keep glowing and growing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 